with thanksgiving in his courts with praise today we have a few written requests i'd like for you to remember my my dad in prayer this morning he had to go to the emergency room uh saturday morning about 3 30 running a fever uh, about 103 and he's kind of out of his head a little bit and just had a lot of coughing and things going on and i believe they have diagnosed it to be pneumonia again so just remember him i talked to him, or mom briefly this morning she said he was feeling better so, but just remember him in prayer that God will just touch him and give him strength. Also, we'll remember that George this morning is traveling. I think he's in Arizona um, speaking today. So we'll remember him in our prayers. And also, uh, Brother Jeffrey's wife, we want to remember her in prayer this morning. She's been having a lot of uh, nerve uh, pain in her arm and things like that. So let's just remember her as well today. And I know there's more requests uh, because there's a bunch of us here. And Satan's attacking every one of us. But God is able. When the enemy comes in like a flood, he said he'd raise up a standard against him. Amen. And the standard is the word of God this morning. Amen. So if you have a request, just make it known by an uplifted hand. God sees all of our needs today. He knows what we have need of. Brother Jonathan, come if you will. Amen. You happy to be in church this morning? Amen. Sister Samantha, good to see you and the girls here this morning. Pray for Brother Ben. He didn't tell me where he was at, but I did try to reach out. North Carolina, so let's remember him as well. Pray for one another. Pray for the service this morning. Did you come expecting something this morning? Amen. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, once again, Lord, we're unite together, Lord. Lord, we come with great expectation this morning, Lord. We come believing that you're an on-time God, Lord, that you see every need that we have, Lord. You see the request that we put up, Lord. You see our heart's desires, Lord. You see our hands being raised, Lord, you knew before the foundation of the world what it would be this morning, Lord. Lord, we ask you to move in every situation, Lord. To give strength where strength is needed, Lord. Give healing where healing is needed, Lord. Give salvation where salvation is needed, Lord. Move amongst us, strengthen us, Lord. You Unite us around your word this morning, Lord. Touch this service in a mighty way this morning, Lord. Touch with the mark, Lord, as would lead us into worship, Lord. May sing the songs of Zion that would encourage us to lift our hands and sing along, Lord, to invite your presence even more, Lord. 
touch our pastor this morning, Lord. Anoint him with what he has to say, Lord. Lord, anoint him in a special way to bring it forth, Lord, to create an understanding in us, Lord, that we could see your plan involved, Lord. Be with us, Lord. Strengthen us, Lord, as a church, Lord. Strengthen us together, Lord, around your word. Lord, we love you. We praise you, Lord. We thank you in all of these things in your holy name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Be seated for a moment this morning. We'll quickly do our reports and get into service.
You want to stand with us? You ready to have church this morning? You want to praise him this morning? Or a few of you. You want to praise him this morning? Amen. Let's praise God. Thank you, Brother John. You're a good cheerleader, brother. I appreciate that. Love the Lord. Are you thankful to be here this morning? And, amen. What an opportunity we have just to just to be able to say, Lord, I love you, and just to be together with those that we love this morning, our family. It's wonderful. Let's sing this together. I just want to do this first. Two, three. I want to move from this world of fear. Kind of getting tired of living here. I want to go home where the winds of sorrow never blow. Far from the shadow of the tomb, far from the sadness and the gloom. I want to go home when death demands my tattered soul. Oh, get ready today, oh, and out tomorrow. Gonna say goodbye to earthly sorrow. To heaven where dreams come true I get thrilled just thinking about the glory we will share I want to see loved ones who are gone I want to see the king upon his throne I'll never return to this old life about the glory we will share. I want to see loved ones who are gone. I want to see the king upon his throne. I'll never return Well, there's a happy land of promise 
over in the great beyond where the saved of earth will soon in glory share where the chosen ones shall gather and live all forevermore everybody will be happy over there oh everybody will be happy they will be happy will be happy no more stress all the things this world to aggravate us but everybody's going to be happy we're going to plant a vineyard and eat the fruit there praise the lord amen let's sing it's g oh and jesus i'll never forget what you've done for me oh jesus i'll never forget how you set me free oh and jesus i'll never how you brought me out Oh, Jesus, I'll never forget No, never Oh, and how could I forget What you've done for me Oh, how could I forget How you set me free And how could I forget How you brought me out Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
aren't you thankful what he's done for us? I'll never forget how he's brought me out. Amen. Called me to be one of his own. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I know that my sins are washed in the blood of the Lamb. And they're paid in full. Let's sing that this morning. When justice called for a payment for sin, no one worthy could be found among men. But the precious Son of God with the cross and thorny crown paid the debt with the blood of the Lamb. by the blood of the Lamb. Oh, I'm just so thankful for the Lord taking care of us this morning. Amen. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's right on time. He's never late. Amen. I want to sing this chorus today, and then we'll let you have your seat. Uh, Kim A. Well, oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Think about it.
name. Praise the Lord this morning. Amen. We'll let you have your seats. We'll have our ushers to come this morning and receive the offering. You just give unto the Lord, and I know he'll bless every effort. I think on Tuesday, Caleb Gibbons is celebrating his birthday, so we want to wish him a happy birthday. And then Thursday, we have a special birthday coming up, and we'll, we'll save it for Wednesday, but we'll let you think about it. Amen. Uh, but God has been so good to this congregation, hasn't he? Amen. And uh, I just, we can never give him enough praise for all his blessings to us. And Matt, you get an unexpected blessing this morning. You get to come and help us sing today, brother, if you will. so tired of this world and all the things that are in it and so tired of the rat race we have to get into every day is it just me or does time is it faster now I think uh, since they started making all these energizer batteries it's making the clocks go faster I said we can go back to the old ever readies <laughs> you know, we'll have a little more time but we'll speed up and they're going to slow down but it will pass all the things of this world help us sing it this morning
Praise the Lord. You know how the devil just likes to put all the clouds right in front of you and make you focus on the cloud, the problem, whatever it is, the mountain. But you know what? It's just a little molehill. It's just, just, it's nothing. And when you get down the road just a little bit farther, you look back and say, oh, you know what? He brought me right through that. No problem. Amen. He just tries to make us focus on, on what's bad around us, not anything good. But there's all the time when Satan is up to something, God's up to something good. And that's what we need to look to this morning. How many are looking forward to the word this morning? What God has got in store for us. Let's stand together, if you will. And we'll just sing the chorus together. good to be in the house of the Lord. What a celebration for the Christians this morning. This begins the Holy Week leading to the Passover for Easter Sunday. Today is Palm Sunday. Praise God. What a celebration, a holy time for the believers. Today is our day. The world may celebrate it with commercialism, but we know what the meaning of it is. It means that he is risen from the dead. It is the first commemoration of the week of our Lord Jesus Christ as he goes through the hall of critic, punches Pilate in the Sanhedrin court. But there will come a resurrection some glad day. Hallelujah. Not just for our Lord, but for all of us this morning. Be a part of him. What a victory we have. We have the victory in Jesus' name. The world is the loser. Satan is the loser. We are the victor. Can you say amen? We are the victor in Jesus' name. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. As the brethren come, this is a tithe you give to the Lord, and he will bless you for doing so. Well, I heard an old Have you heard about it? How Savior came. How he gave his life 
Hallelujah. That's my Lord. That's my King. Praise God. Are we going to have a meeting this morning? In case you've been sleeping, I'm going to wake you up. Amen. The Holy Ghost is here. You believe it? Oh, what a joy to be in the house of the Lord today. Why don't we just sing that champion of love? Let's just brag, brag on him this morning. We already have one service, you know, on Sunday. Amen. So we're going to take advantage of it. Let's talk about our champion. Would you sing with us? Let's sing about our champion. I love it. I love to brag on him, don't you? Hallelujah. Oh, he is higher than the highest. He is greater than the grave. Oh, no one serve this morning. Praise the Lord. What an atmosphere. What an atmosphere to walk into. Amen. To come into the presence of the Lord Jesus and have meeting and forget about the cares of this world and all the hardships and all the demands of this world and to come into his presence. Hallelujah. One night with a king. Hallelujah. One night with a king. That's all you need this morning is just one moment in His presence. It'll vanish every fear, anxiety, and worries. It'll drag back the forces of darkness. 
the mighty king, praise God, of whom I speak of this morning. Happy Palm Sunday. God bless you. Amen. Appreciate our musicians. We have such an awesome team. Appreciate them so much. Also a wonderful worship leader. I just think as he, I'm not going to say it all, get old, but as he matures, he just gets better and better and better. <laughs> She's my best friend. I have to be careful what I say. Amen. As he matures, he's, he's just getting more better and better, gooder and gooder. Okay. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I hope we all are getting gooder and gooder as we age in the Lord. Amen. We should. We know more today than we did yesterday. Amen. Praise God. I want to make this announcement quickly. I'd forgotten this week to send this note out to you. Did you say anything about Brother Jeffrey's new location? He'd been giving some of the update. Okay, as you know that he has moved from the church that we had built there for them. Another pastor is ordained. Brother Jeffrey's just building churches all over Africa, way out in the desert, everywhere. But he has moved into his, I think, his hometown, his wife's hometown now, and gather a, a, a large, I don't know how he does. He's baptizing people every week. There's a large group of people there now. We had helped him, and he started. This will be his, his, um, his home um, office where he works now. He's moved it now to this location. And um, so um, they've got some foundations started for the church there. However, he's needing some help. So we're going to try to help him. There's no building there. The um, people that he's running from, they're running an office and there's just a little veranda on the outside to where they're letting them use that. And it's costing them a great deal of money uh, to, to um, just use that facility. So he hasn't asked me anything, but I just feel a burden in my heart to try to raise the roof on that building. There are just so many churches that we've built there, friends. You have done that. The church here has done that. So next Sunday, the Lord willing, on Easter Sunday, we're going to lift a missions offering to help him raise the roof on this building. Nice. It's going to be a nice building. The church before, all the other churches we've helped him to build were very nice buildings for the believers. But this location where he's at, it will be central to where he can work into the desert, come back and go uh, different uh, locations, 600 uh, um, uh, kilometers circum circumference are from the location where he'll be. So you just be in prayer for him. I spoke with him the Lord uh, last, I think it was uh, Friday. Him and I spoke just for a moment and um, just wanted to bring that to you. And I forgot this morning, this week, to send it out to you. So if you just be in prayer about that, we're just going to help the work of the Lord. We have a nice building here. We thank God for it. And the Lord is been good to us and we thank the Lord for all of you that have given and everyone that has worked so hard to um, help us to being able to have a proper place of worship here at the tabernacle. I do want to make this announcement before we go into the word also Lord willing we'll be launching our new uh, website on Easter Sunday that's next Sunday and I uh, uh, just be in prayer to the Lord just allow everything all the plugins to work right we will have a BT podcast on there um, you will have to open a, an account in uh, Apple, iTunes, or Google Play to have the podcast, meaning the services will be streaming to podcasts. You can download those services at any time for your convenience and have them um, for, um, to, 
listen at any, any point, any place that you so desire. So that will be a new future, uh, feature on there. So we just last week I just um, signed a contract there with um, them. So that'll be uh, Apple iTunes. They will, you'll have to have a subscription there if you haven't already have one. I think it's like 49 cents a month for it. But you can download any of the sermons on there. Also, we'll be collecting all the musics here from the church. And there'll be music will be uploaded up to iTunes. And you can listen to the service, service music here at the tabernacle. Having said that, I'm going to demand professionalism from you because I'm a man of perfection. If you're going to sing and you're going to worship, we want you to practice with the musicians here and get it right. Otherwise, your songs are not going to be featured on there. I'm only going to put out the best to the bride of Christ. And I don't want no hard feelings about that. I'm doing this just to reach the world with songs and worship. We have the best themes here. In our congregation, there's no reason why we shouldn't produce the best of the singing with music behind it. So we just ask you to practice and get songs ready. But the songs will be selected. They'll be gathered and be uploaded. You can listen to them anytime on the BT podcast. So be in prayer concerning that. We're doing everything we can to get the gospel out. Whether it's through mission work, through songs, through preaching. Whatever it is, we're going to get the word of God out. And nobody's going to tell me what to do and what not to do to get the word of God out. However, I feel led of God to do it. We will get the message out of Jesus Christ. Whether it's through songs, as I said, supporting the missions, the preaching of the word, and this local congregation here in our community. God bless you. Appreciate you. In the book of Luke chapter 24, if you'll go there with me, I'm just going to fire off the Easter uh, service this morning. Is that all right? Let's have service. Amen. Luke chapter 24. This is a very, very uh, key passage of scripture for the bride of Christ this morning. This is the bride's scripture, Matthew 24, because we have seen the same repeat of the same thing happen in our day. And you know the entire passage, two men going to mess, and then Jesus joined their uh, conversation. The same thing happened in our day, a repeat of the Son of Man. And then we understand in verses 45, then open, open he their understanding. How many are grateful for that? Jesus came on earth. He did many great signs and miracles. He did many things amongst the people of his day. But there were many that failed to recognize who he was. Because their minds were holden. That they could not see and recognize who he was. And the two men walking with him, the Bible said, but their eyes were holden that they uh, should not know him. How blessed and fortunate we are this morning to have the minds, our mind, open up to know who Jesus is. You see, no man can call Jesus the Christ except by the Holy Ghost. If you have the Holy Ghost, then you will recognize him. But their minds were holy that they, they, they could not see who he was. But I'm so thankful this morning. And he says, then open he their understanding that they may understand the scriptures. 
praise God. Listen, friends, we, we're, not, we're not better than anybody. We're not better than any religious groups that's out there. We're just blessed that God has showed us the word more perfectly. We have known a perfect way of the word of God. And this is why Paul had to go into some of the Gentiles and open up to them the word more perfectly. Some knows the word, but they don't know it in the, in the way that we have been given the understanding by the Holy Spirit. No man give that to you. It was a revelation that God gave you and opened your minds. Not the church, not your preacher, not your pastor, not your grandparents. The Holy Spirit is the one that quickens the word. Can you say amen? God reveals the word to us. Then said and said unto them, verses 46, Thus it is written, and thus it be, uh, behooves Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Praise God. That repentance and uh, remission of sins should be preached in his name amongst all nations. All nations. Every nation should be touched with the light of the gospel. Every nation Jesus should be preached in. Beginning at Jerusalem. And he are witnesses of these things. And behold, I sent the promise of my Father unto you. Praise God. This is the promise. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until he be endued or endowed with power from on high. We've been talking about power. We've been talking about power. We know power. Atomic bombs don't have power. Nuclear weapons don't have power. The government don't have power. Politics don't have power. The Holy Ghost has power. The power is in the church. The power is in the bride. The power is in our mouths. The power to speak and things will happen. You believe it? Hallelujah. You said this is a promise. You will be endued with power. If you're feeling faint, you need power this morning. God promised you he will give you power in the name of Jesus. When you have power, nothing can stand before you. We have the power in the name of Jesus. Let's catch the fulfillment now. Remember Matthew, Luke. Matthew is... The beginning now, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are guarding the book of Acts. The lion, the ox, the man, and the eagle guarding the power of the Holy Ghost, which is the book of Acts, chapter 2, here is the fulfillment. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. We need a miracle. We need a miracle. If we're going to take a rapture, we've got to come together. We've got to come together in one place. And that one place is not this church or any other church. It's Jesus Christ. 
we are, we are pulled from our own different places and doctrines and, uh, and conjugate our own theories. And it's not Christ. But we have to be gathered in Christ. And when they all was in one place, Jesus. Jesus is that place. You believe that? With one accord in one place. And suddenly, I love that word. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as, uh, as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with what? The Holy Ghost. They were all filled with what? The Holy Ghost. You're going to be filled with something. You better get filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. You see, this wasn't a gibberish. This was a language. God anointed them to speak a language. A language. I was out on a meeting one time preaching. This is before even pastoring. And the anointing of the Holy Spirit came upon me. Began to speak in tongues. There was a brother that was sitting there. He was a Jew. I didn't know it. He came to me and he said, you know, what you were saying, I can tell you what you were saying. You were speaking perfect Hebrew. He told me exactly what it was. He said, your dialect, your heights, your tones, you spoke the perfect original Hebrew. Praise God. Not even knowing what it was. God can make you speak another language. You believe that? If English isn't good enough, he will give you another language. Can you shout amen? He's able to do that. Amen. And the Bible says that they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as what? The Spirit, Spirit give them what? Remember when we talked about utterances? Unction. What does the church need? Unction. Unction is power. What we need is utterance. Utterance to speak in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. I want to speak to you on the Pentecostal power this morning. Let us bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we deem it such a privilege to be back in the house of God. We thank you for this opportunity we have to worship Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. The one who bled and died for me. The one that redeemed me by his grace and his mercy as rewrote my life. Lord, how I love you so much this morning. I pray you'll take control of my voice. May the anointing settle now upon my spirit. Take control of every breath that I breathe behind this sacred desk. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the church says, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And the church says, Amen. You may be seated. I believe in a Pentecostal church. I believe the first church was a Pentecostal church. I believe the last church will be a Pentecostal church. I believe in the Alpha and the Omega church. Amen. The bride church at the beginning will be the same church at the end. There will not be two different churches, but it will be the same church. Now, remember that the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ was for the purpose 
of transferring his power into his church, his bride. This was the purpose of God sending Jesus Christ. Was to transfer his power back into his church. In the message, Waters of Separation, in June the 6th, 1955, Brett Brown made a statement. He says, all that God was, he emptied into Christ. And all the great eternals of God was emptied into Christ. And all that Christ was, he emptied into his church. Praise God. Kenosis. God emptied himself into his church. All that God was, he poured into Christ. All that Christ was, he's emptied now into his church. Can you say amen? We're no different than Christ was. What Christ is, that's what we are. The way Christ acted is the way the church will act. So we now see the very presence of God in his church. What think you of Christ? 1954, March the 21st. Says, friends, we need power today. We need not a revival, not to bring new members in. We don't need new membership. But we need a revival of divine power. The power is fading in the church. As it did from Samson. Tied up to doubts and fears. And everything around him. Tied to the posts of all these saints. His, his, his strength had faded. But God has promised in the last day that he will send a revival of power back in this church. He said we need a revival of divine power. You believe it? Too many fainting Christians. Uh, too many uh, Christians that are just dragging their feet. Too many are just fainting and, and just uh, blending in with the world. We are different than the world. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the promise in Jesus' name. We have the promise that God will bring us through this Laosia. Can you say amen? Understand that Israel types the church. And what Israel was in the natural, the church is in the spiritual. The Pentecostal power of Israel was a harvest of grain. But it is prophesied that the Pentecostal power for the bride church will be a great harvest of the Spirit. What they were in the natural is what we are in the spiritual. They had the harvest of the grain. We are the harvest of the Spirit in this dispensation. And I believe that we need a harvest of the Spirit of God once again to awaken the dead churches in this day. Let's face it, friends. The fire has died down. You know, used to, when, we, when we miss a service, we were so afraid something was going to happen that we, we, we didn't want to miss 
And then when we didn't miss, when we come back, all we heard was the moving of the spirits. How many remember that? That's how we knew a good service. The spirit moved. We had a moving of the spirits. In other words, we had a Pentecost. When you heard that, you knew you missed out. And somebody will say, the spirit moved. We had a good moving of the Holy Ghost. We don't see it in the churches today. We need the power of God to wake up the church. You believe it? Yet we need a, we need a harvest of the Spirit of God once again. You see, we cannot afford to stop seeking to be filled with the Holy Ghost power. We cannot afford to remain the same. We need transforming power. Too many things are at stakes. Our families are at stakes. Our health are at stakes. Our dignity are at stakes. Our integrity are at stakes. We need transforming power to touch our lives. We cannot afford to ignore the absence of God's immediate presence amongst us. We can't just ignore it. We can't just say, well, you know, uh, if it's a good service, it's a good service. If it's a good service, you made it a good service. Praise God. You get what you put into the service. If you leave here all dried up branch, it's because you didn't take anything into the service. But if you came here all seasoned by the Holy Ghost, you're going to leave here drunk in the Spirit of God. You believe it? We need more drunk people in the church. Come on, church. Too many sober people. We need to be impacted by the Holy Ghost. Come on, church. Have you ever been hit by the Holy Ghost? Come on. I remember when I got hit by the Holy Ghost. I remember preaching when the power of God will move. And suddenly somebody got hit by the Holy Ghost. And they weren't the same. They lost their dignity. Come on, church. People don't know how to get drunk in the Holy Ghost anymore. We need some drunk folks in the church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Sorry, this doesn't fit your message preaching. Amen, but it's the word of God. You see, as people of God, in a dry wilderness of little or no moving of the Spirit, there must be some urgencies in our soul to cry out for a fresh outpouring of Pentecostal power in our midst. Oh, Lord, send the fire. Oh, Lord, send the fire. Oh, Lord, send the Holy Ghost. A lot of things are at stake. Send the Holy Ghost. My finances are at stake. My family is at stake. My health is at stake. My children, they're at stake. Send the Holy Ghost. Hit me with the Holy Ghost. Come on, church. Hit me with the Holy Ghost. Have you ever got smacked by the Holy Ghost? That's what the church needs this morning. You believe it? Amen. As disciples of Christ, we need a revival of divine power. But we have to call it in. We can't just sit on the pews. We've got to call it in. We need people to jump off their church pews and say, Come down, Holy Ghost. Come down, Holy Ghost. Come by here, Lord. Come by here. 
Somebody need a miracle. Come by here. I need somebody to stand on their feet and say, come by here, Lord. Come on, church. Oh, we become too classy and too sophisticated. We have got so modernized until, amen, we become starchy. Amen, we have become modernized. You don't hear it anymore in the church. But in the old days, the saint knew how to travail in the spirits until the power came. You believe it? Hallelujah. We have to call it in. We have to call it in. Come by here, Lord. Come by here. Amen. My children need salvation. Come by here. My kids need healing. Come by here. My body is racking with diabetics. Amen. Come by here. My sugar needs a touch. Come by here. Hallelujah, church. I'm going to preach you right into an atmosphere this morning. Come by here this morning. You believe it? Give vent, submit, repent, and wait on the Lord. There must be a growing pain where we can stretch out in the Lord this morning. You see, when your growing pains are coming, you're crying out. That's the reason the church isn't crying. She hasn't been growing. There's been no growing pains there. But you know when there's growing pains, I remember as a little boy, I would cry out to mama on my knees, on my my elbows, on my foot's hurting. Mama would say, it's growing pains. That's what the church needs. It's growing pains. Cry out in the name of Jesus. You believe it? Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, you know, all this unnecessary pain, the devil, it's not the devil, it's God growing you. It's growing pains. God's stretching out your face in the Lord. You've got to be stretched out in Jesus' name. Demonology in 1953, November the 20th, the old-fashioned apostolic Pentecostal power of God that once dwelled on the disciple is coming back to the disciples again. That's me. That's me. You got to identify yourself. That's me. I'm one of them. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Pentecostal power is coming back into me. You can sit there and just say all you want to, but that's me. Amen. It's coming back to the disciples again. Send it, Lord. Send Holy Ghost power. Send the Spirit in the church. Believe it. It's coming back to disciples. Have I got some disciples? Have I got some disciples? Let me see you wave your hands. Have I got some disciples? Power is coming back into you. Believe it. The early church had Pentecostal power in it. Signs and wonders were not the exceptions. Where are the signs? Where are the wonders? Come on, church. Oh, we have a form of godliness. Amen. But denying the power thereof. But from such turn away. We have power in the church. We have signs in the church. We have wonders in the church. We have healing in the church. We have deliverance in the church. Amen. 
signs and wonders and no exceptions at Believer's Tabernacle. I've seen God heal people instantly in this audience. Send the word out. Brought back their loved ones. You believe it? Healing and supernatural happenings were expected and occurred regularly. Amen. Regularly. Everybody say regularly. It's happening right in the church and you don't know it. You know why? Because the power is here. Healing is happening. Supernatural is happening. You believe it? They had frequent prayer meetings where the miraculous took place. I'm happy about it. You see, supernatural activities happen daily in their meetings. I'm so glad. Praise God. You know what I told the Lord? I refuse to pastor a church that does not have signs and wonders in it. Where there's no supernatural activities. Where everybody just sit on the pews and let me work. But I'm glad we've got some miracles in this church. Some wonders in this church. Some prayer warriors in this church. You believe it. You see, when you live by the Holy Ghost, you live supernaturally. And the whole group, uh, the Bible says, was impacted by the moving of the Holy Spirit. I love that. The moving of the Holy Spirit. I remember sometime, you know, when I was just a young evangelist, I always found my lot to preach on Sunday nights. And I was fasting, praying, calling the Lord. You remember that. Amen. Down over there in Covington. Man, I would fast and pray. I worked 60 hours a week. I had two mouths to feed, you know, and still preach and everything. But what fast and pray? Well, those Sunday evening services, oh, something will happen. It was called the moving of the Holy Spirit. Amen. People will get drunk in the Holy Ghost. Amen. We were in a little storefront building. Amen. But the power of God will move so much until people will come from the outside to see what's going on on the inside. You remember them, Gregory? Amen. The Holy Ghost will get a hold of this little background. It was a little skinny preacher. Amen. I'll jump on the top of the pulpit. Amen. Run down the aisle. Preach on fire. And the Holy Spirit will move in the church. It still does today. You believe it? One time when we were pastoring in Athens, amen, I don't know if Brother Forrest is here, if y'all remember it, it was just a few of us, just myself, my wife, and the two babies, the girls, I think Betty was probably four or five, then Wesley was six. When we started, it was just Brother Forrest and Sister Rachel and them, they were young then, they were young people. At that time, they kind of had eyes for each other. They weren't married yet, you know. But anyways, I had a group of young people just really loved the Lord. I remember one night, Thursday night, preaching, preaching on the Atlanta Highway run parallel to the church. Across from it was a trailer park. Boy, there was such a moving of the Holy Ghost that night in the service that the uh, neighbors... In the trailer park, they decided to call the fire engine because they saw the church was on fire. Oh, glory to God. They saw the old church went up in a flame of fire and called the fire department. 
In came the fire chief, peeked the that in there. I was on fire preaching and said, somebody said, there's fire in this church. I said, that's right, Holy Ghost fire. Send the fire. Everybody say fire. What we need is fire in the church. Praise God. Amen. I said, this kind of fire your water can't put out, chief. Amen. When God starts the fire, the devil can't put it out. You believe it? Amen. It didn't happen, friends. I tell you what, supernatural things happen when God is in our midst. Amen. There must be a sense of uh, expectancy as we engage in the service. The atmosphere must be alive with a sense of electric. Everybody say electric. You can't go to sleep when you get shocked by something. That's what we need is electric power to shock the church. Hallelujah. You didn't know it. I came through here the other day and I prayed over all your pews. And I said, Lord, put electric under the pew. Put power under the pew. Put Holy Ghost under the pew. Put electric under the pew. Hallelujah. Next time you go to sleep, all I got to do is put, push a button up here. It's going to raise you right out of that church view. Amen. What the church needs is electric power in Jesus' name. Where the air is pregnated with the presence of God. And there will come such a crescendo of a fake bank buildup to deliver miracles amongst us. You believe it? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You don't have to tell me. I know who all the sleepers are in the church. I have to see their faces every service. And on those pews, I prayed even harder. Hello, somebody. And if you dare go to sleep on me this morning, I'm going to shock you. Shock you with electric power. Holy Ghost power. They'll send the Holy Ghost to wake you up this morning. You believe it? The 11 this morning. You can sit there all you want to, but there's a power of the Holy Spirit. It's real. You believe it? Too many dead corpses are found in our message churches today. You believe it? When we come to God in such a spirit of expectancy, great things will always happen in our midst. You get what you expect. Praise the Lord. You're looking for intellectual preaching, you come to the wrong church. But as I said, we have too many dead churches, dead corpses found in our message churches. If they, if they could speak, they will tell you that the days of miracles is past. And there's no such a thing as a fresh moving of the Holy Spirit for today. And oh, we are now living in a different dispensation and that the age of miracle is over. And this is the bright age and we're further up the road. Well, why is your body still sick? Why is your finances still cursed? Why is your family still in havoc? If you're further up the road, we need to come back to where God is. That old doubting, unbelieving spirit is prevalent in our ranks. Praise the Lord. We just want to live in the past of what God did in the past. What about now? I'm serving a God of now. I'm serving a God of today. 
I'm serving a God of right now. I'm serving a God that can do miracles right now as I'm preaching. Friends, you see, with the restoration of the word will come the restoration of power. Do you believe that? We should have all the early church add plus and not less. You believe that? Let me say that again. We should have all that the early church had plus and not less. So why do we have less? Because there's no electric in the church. We need Holy Ghost fire back in the church. You believe it? Oh, God help us this morning. May the Lord help us. You see, Elijah the prophet, the Bible says, turn the hearts of the children to the Pentecostal fathers. Turn us back to the book of Acts church, Pentecostal power. Brother Brown ministry, turn us back to the Pentecostal church. You believe that? To hear some preach, you will think it's uh, maybe a Seventh-day Adventist church or a Catholic church or some dried up uh, a place where you can hardly feel any spirit moving in it. Them places are spooky. You better be careful what church you're going to. Churches have spirits. Prophet said it. Some places you walk in, you wonder, what are you doing here? Some dried up little song sang, some little makeup recited prayer said, and some kind of a kind of message preached, and everybody stand up and praise the Lord. We've done our duties. We need Holy Ghost power in the church. That's a Pentecost. Not organization, but an experience of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit back in the church. I'm talking about Easter. I'm talking about Jesus. He wants to show up in our church. Standing on the outside, knocking on the doors of many, many churches that we call the message, trying to get back in. Because we've got programs. We've got it figured out how it's going to be. We've organized we put a period behind it. We denominate it. And when you do that, the Holy Spirit leads our church. Because organization is fornication against God. It's spiritual adultery. You believe it? Brother Brown ministry turn back. Turn us back to the full word, the Bible. Can you say amen? The ministry of Elijah turn us back to the Bible. So why is there such a hatred amongst message believers about the Bible? When you quote the Bible and you talk about the Bible, they don't want you to talk about the Bible. They want you to read a quote. But yet the ministry of Elijah turned us back to the Bible. Everybody say Bible. Bible is a message. Bible is a prophet's quote book. The Bible is the absolutes. The Bible is the word of God. You believe it? So, Brother Branham, ministry, turn us back to the full word, the Bible. Praise the Lord. Some people so despise the Bible and this message, you, 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 it's sad, it's pathetic. They hate the Bible. They don't want you to say anything about the Bible. Until you come to a place that you realize that there is only one, one absolute, and that is Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the word. Can you say amen? amen? Jesus is the Bible. Jesus is the word. Oh, you want quote, don't you? Okay, you'll have quote. 1960, June the 26th. The Bible is the roadmap that leads to the power of God. 
Faith leads you to the power. Power produces the promise. We need power. What gives you power? The Bible does. Come on, church. Don't hate it. Don't despise it. It's God's word to the church. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You see the kind of spirit I have to deal with? Amen. You got real excited when I started quoting. But you wouldn't believe me when I told you the Bible was the word. Two things the Pentecostal church of Acts church had in common. And that was, say it with me, signs and wonders. This is what they had in common. Signs and wonders. We should have what? Signs and wonders. Back to the word. Praise the Lord. Every service was a special service. Every service there was a spiritual encounterance. Every service there was a supernatural manifestation. The Bible said the place that they were at was shaken. Come on now. That's what we need. It's where we're at to be shook up by the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. And when they were gathered in the house, the house was what? Shaken. Shook up. Amen. That's what we need. We're too fixed, you know. We're too sophisticated. And too, too much of a rut. Set in our ways. You need the Holy Ghost to shake you up. And where? The place, the Bible said, the place that they were at was shaken by the Holy Ghost. You believe it? What happened at Cornelius' house? Even the house was shook up. And while Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell. You believe that? Amen. John Mark house, the same thing happened. You believe it? There was a supernatural presence and power that surrounded them. You could not deny it. You knew there was something special about these people. It's like, man, I don't want to give credit, but there's something special about that person. They carry such an awe of the presence of God around them. You believe it? I love to be around people like that. Amen. It shakes up the devil's kingdom. You believe it? Amen. God's presence must flow into his church to perform supernatural acts. God wants to breathe supernatural faith over you this morning. It must be a vent of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm dying out to myself. Forget my feelings. Forget about this. Forget about that. Let me tell you something. If you are in a church, somebody's going to hurt your feeling. Come on, church. That's right. You're going to get your feelings hurt. Somebody didn't talk to you. Somebody didn't shake your hands. Somebody didn't acknowledge you. Somebody didn't make you feel special. You don't get your feelings hurt. Amen. If you're going on hurt feelings, brother, you better get right with God. Because somebody is going to step on your feet. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're alive... Somebody's going to hurt you. Somebody's going to talk about you. Somebody is going to shun you. Somebody is going to, because you feel special. You see, and when you feel that way, God knows just how to chop you down. Come on now. He said he will not exalt the haughty. Come on now. He will exalt the humble. 
May God humble us, church, this morning. You believe it? God's presence must flow in the church to perform supernaturals. Lord, flow through me. Holy Spirit, flow through me. Hallelujah. I say this to the glory of God, friends. I've been in the ministry most of my life. At the age of 12, I, I jumped to the pulpit, began to preach. Amen. Evangelized for several years. Pastored for over 30 years. Between 27 and another seven years, co-pastoring. You can do the math. All my life was involved in this. But I've never one time allowed a jealous spirit to yell on me over somebody else's gift. I love all the ministers. I don't care how gifted they are. I love, I acknowledge them. I honor them. By God's grace, I've never had that very heinous little faint of a jealousy against any ministries. I love the bride of Christ. I love the ministry of God. It doesn't make me feel bad because Brother Jonathan can preach better than me. I love him. Come on, church. Or somebody else can come through and bless you even better than I can. It never bothered me. But some folks, they need to repent and get back to the altar and say, Oh God, help me, Jesus. Come on. Praise the Lord Jesus. For some reason, God had need to go by Samaria this morning. You see, we've heard great sermons through the years. But a book about church... I had more than great sermons. They had God's presence. Come on, church. They had God's presence. I've sat under powerful preaching. That's right. But it's not great sermons we need. It's the presence of God amongst us. The churches today camp around the sermons. Israelites camped around the presence of God. Praise God. Many people in the message can hardly remember the last time they had a divine encounter. Come on, church. Last time they really felt lost, felt so lost in the Holy Spirit until they were just so drunk in the Holy Ghost. See, that's why I don't mess around. I don't mess around with churches and preachers and, and clicks and clangs. And I don't care what anybody thinks about it. I'm not arrogant about it. God knows that's the truth. I love the brotherhood. But I don't care to hoot who is doing and what they're doing. I got one thing on my mind. And that is to preach Jesus Christ to this church. And that's my commission. And wherever God will take me. Too much politics mixed up in the church. Who's doing what? Who's going where? Who, where where's the, what's happening? Forget about that. You got enough problems in your own. I don't need anybody else's problem. I told my wife the other day, I said, you know, I don't want to sound sacrilegious, but I just hope God didn't make a mistake when he called me to uh, be problem solvers. I, I just hate dealing with problems, but God has put me in that position, but I know he didn't. Amen. But I don't like to hear people's business. I'm such a private person for me to be a pastor. I don't meddle. I don't get in people's business. I don't like to know what people are doing. I'm the least you can see of a human being that's curious. Honestly, I, I don't, it's not because I don't love. I don't really care. It doesn't bother me. When, when you come to me with your problems, I take it to heart. I pray over it. But I promise you right that moment, it's prayed over and it's forgotten. I don't like to collect information. I don't like all those things. I, maybe it's me. I've got problems. I, I'm trying to make it myself. 
I'm trying to keep my mind clear. I don't need all of that. But I will help you if you need help. But I'm saying, I don't need extra baggage. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm such an isolationist. I, I can, yesterday, for example, I locked up in the house from Friday night, 8 o'clock, until this morning at 8 o'clock when I saw the daylight. Such a hormit. It's like, what in the world is wrong with you? You, you would just rather get your Bible and read and pray and listen to tapes. What fun is there in that? But you see, there's something inside of me that craves that. That desires that. That want to talk to my Jesus. I would much rather shut up with God than a shouting somewhere where there's all kinds of things going on that doesn't please God. Come on, church. It's the truth. And probably if I didn't have to be here this morning, I'd probably still be at home peeking through my windows. Amen. Eating some peanuts. I love peanuts. That's about the only thing that will get me out of my office is some nice Virginia crisp peanuts. The only place that sells it is uh, Home Goods, by the way. And don't go get my peanut. I'm, I'm, I'm relaxing myself to tell you that Jesus Christ, he wants his church that is vibrant and fervent in the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants a church that will call upon his name. A church that will cry out to him. People that have a divine encounter. You see, nonetheless, God has promised a great outpouring by a raining down the Holy Spirit upon the church. you believe that? And only once the end time in July the 25th in the morning service, 1965, he said, we call it the former rain and the latter rain. It's a rain pouring out of God's spirit upon his church. Are you crying for that? Forget about your Facebook or your Instagram or what you look like right now. And look into the mirror of what I'm preaching and say, God, pour down the rain of your spirit on me, God. Help me, Jesus. Save me lest I die. I find myself praying like David. Oh God, save me, Lord. Heal me and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved. I feel sorry for the people of God in this age. They're having to, they're having to filter through so much churchyism and religion. You see it. You go places. Amen. You see all these things. It's Samantha. You all travel. You see all these things so thick into the churches. The poor people of God are just bowed down. They bowed down. Just churchism, religiousism, all these things. You got to break out of it. Get to the house of God where you feel free in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord Jesus. I'm so glad I can say I'm one of them. You believe it? The presence of God should be uncontainable in a believer's life. It's right. Oh, man, I can't contain it. Amen. Everywhere I go, David said, he is there. If I go into hell, he's there. If I make my bed, here he's there. You're so much like God until you cannot contain it. His presence is uncontainable. We cannot afford to live beneath our supernatural uh, Pentecost of power heritage that we have. Our heritage is Pentecost. Your heritage is Pentecost. 
The first church was a Pentecostal church. The last church will be the Pentecostal church. Come on, not by denomination, but by experience. Lord, give me that experience, Lord. Fill me with your holy power. Fill me with your holy power, dear God. This is actually the spiritual birthplace of all born-again believers. The same spirit that empowered the Book of Acts church to work miracles and even raise the dead. Praise the Lord. Some of you look a little stunned. You know, God told me to go and lay my hands on a dead person. They'll come back to life. I'll do it. Because God can do it. God can raise the dead. You believe that? I don't care how long they've been there. God can raise the dead. He can do miracles if he wants to. And this resides in every believer in Jesus' name. Resurrect that thing that's dead in your life. Call it back to life in Jesus' name. Lord, my faith has died. Lord, my zeal has died. Lord, my, the joy of thy salvation has died. Lord, that jubilance I used to have has died. That enthusiasm I used to have has died. I say in the name of Jesus, call it back to life. Resurrect it in Jesus' name. Everything the Holy Spirit done in the book of Acts is fully capable of doing again. Crippled legs grew out. Amen. Blinded eyes was open. Deaf ears was unstopped. Do you believe that? The dead was raised. Dead Jesus never attended a funeral service. Praise the Lord. That's right. He never, he never preached a funeral service. When he went, he raised the nigh boy. Come on, church. He knows how to raise you up in Jesus' name. You need to invite Jesus to your dead cemetery and let him raise you up in Jesus' name. You believe it? Too many graveyards in the churches. We need Jesus to come by. Amen. Lazarus, come forth. A man that was dead three days came back to life. You know, after the third day, your nose fall in. In the Jewish custom, after the fourth day, there's no hope. Come on, church. There might be a chance on the third day. But on the fourth day, there's no hope. When did Jesus come? Not the first day. Not the second day. Not the third day. Right on time. On the fourth day, Jesus wants to come to you this morning. All hope might be gone and this is the fourth day, but he's coming to your house. Amen. Where is Lazarus at? Amen. Where is Lazarus? Mary came to him and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But Lord, even right now, what you say, it shall come to pass. He said, where did you lay him? You need to go back. Where did you lay it? Where did you lay your hope? Where did you lay your joy? Where did you lay your victory? Where did you lay your faith? Where did you lay that power at? Amen. Take Jesus to it right now. You call it back to life. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. She got the revelation. 
She said, no, where he is, everything is going to come alive. Amen. That's why we need Jesus in the church. We don't need theology. We don't need psychology. We don't need quotations. We need Jesus in the church. Don't get quiet on me. We need Jesus in the church. You believe it? Hallelujah. Even now, Lord, whatever you say, it shall come to pass. Mary, you just said the right word. The anointing came on me. Praise the Lord. You when the anointing comes on you, every other thing freezes. Did you know that? We need the anointing on us. As I said, the brother told me I preach a lot about the anointing. But you know the Bible says that the anointing destroyed the yoke? When the anointing comes upon you, everything that is carnal will stop. You believe that? When the, when the anointing came upon Brother Branham, the switch what that, uh, that he had on his hands stopped instantly when the anointing came on him. And Brother Branham said, you, you talk about a holiness. If the Holy Spirit anointing came on me and froze up just that watch, how much more all these uh, uh, fancy hearings and other things people put on them and then say they got the Holy Ghost on them. Come on, church. You believe that? Be not afraid, July the 17, 1960. I know you were waiting on it. You can check it out yourself. Come on, church. When the anointing came on him, he said, Billy, look, that's what it is. It stopped that watch right away. Brother, if there's anything there that's man-made, that's the hindrance to God, God will freeze it up in Jesus' name. We need God to stop some stuff in our lives. Come on, church. Stop some stuff in our lives. Everybody say, stuff. We need God to stop it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory, adios. God is in this place. The Holy Spirit wants to phrase up some man-made things in your lives. You believe it? Hallelujah, anyhow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How great is our God. Hallelujah. In the message, love, 1958, March the 14th. If he's raised from the dead, he's obligated to do the same now. That he did then. Or he did wrong when he did it then. When the circumstances arise, listen close. When the circumstances arise, the way God acts the first time, he has to act every time. The same way or he acted wrong when he acted the first time. Sounds like Dr. Seuss, doesn't it? Even Mr. Seuss is still God. If he acted one way, he has to act again. If he healed you one time, he'll heal you again. Praise the Lord. I don't think God didn't, isn't interested in you. You may have something bothering in your body and the prayer of faith is prayed and God heal you today and next week you're going to have something else. You're going to have another trial and another trial and another trial. You know what it is? God's love to you. He's showing you his power that he's able to stretch you out and fill you with his Holy Ghost power. This is what our ministry is all about. At Believer's Tabernacle, the book of our church. Healing, deliverance, miracles, supernatural, and restoration. You believe it. You believe it. 
if I ever stop preaching like that, find you another pastor. Come on, church. Hallelujah. I take it you don't want me to stop. Amen. As long as I'm the pastor here, there's going to be some miracles in this church. Like old Smith Wilkins' word says, if my prayers, amen, if when I pray, the heavens doesn't move, I move it with my prayers. Come on, church. I used to love talking to mama, man. I miss talking to her. I do. God knows I do. Amen. Hallelujah. I get to talking to her and a problem comes up or something, you know, talking about. She said, you know what? Stop right now. I said, I'm driving, mama. I said, pull over. We're going to tackle that old booger man. I said, whoo, power here. We're going to tackle that booger man right now. So okay. I'm over, mama. So okay. Raise your hands up. Boy, you see, you talk about a prayer. Hey, I'm going to shake the freeway. You talk about... Uh, uh, what's his name running down the freeway at Christmas time? Yeah. Amen. The old freeway shook up by mama's prayer. Yeah. We need prayer like that. Pray right now. Yeah. Come on, church. Yeah. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Amen. Prayer shakes it up. Yeah. Praise the Lord. One time me and I was in Walmart. I hope you don't mind. Hey, one time me and I was in Walmart, you know, and I took her out right up here, right on the old fort. We went up there and Man, I tell you what, we were back there, and I just uh, I went down one aisle, I came up the other one, and she was going out in the aisle looking for something, and suddenly I heard, oh, Jesus, what was going on? Oh, Jesus, I ran down the aisle, and I saw her, she was holding her foot, she said, oh, God, this Charlie horse has got me bound up right now, hey, Joseph, where are you at? Come over here and cast this devil off of me. Mom, I'm going to get kicked out of this place. Amen. I ran over there, laid my hands on that anchor, prayed the name of Jesus, and she did, oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. We need power. Holy Ghost power in the church. You don't believe me when you see her ask her. Everybody said Charlie horse. You know what them things are? Them things are bad, man. Ooh, them things are bad. They catch you right when you prop up just good in the bed and you tuck your feet in. Then that devil will come on you. You talk about kicking and fussing, trying to jump out of a bed. Amen. She used to struggle with those things. Man, I'll never forget it. I prayed that prayer over her. She didn't care who was around her. Amen. She said, come on now. What was I looking for, honey? I said, I don't know what you're looking for. Whatever it is, we're going to find it in this place. Amen. Heritage. Godly heritage. Holy Ghost heritage. Let us build something into this preacher this morning. That's what we need back in the church. You believe it? Hallelujah. I will restore uh, unto you, say the Lord, 1954, uh, August the 9th, in a, a morning service. He said, I will restore the same church that I had at Pentecost. I will restore the gifts of the Spirit. I will restore signs and wonders. Come on. I will restore the same church that I had at Pentecost. I will restore the gifts of the Spirit. I will restore signs and wonders. The book of Acts church had power. Hallelujah. You believe it? 
You believe that, friends? Jesus Christ is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still a miracle-working God. He's still a God that can heal. He can raise the dead. I was flying into from Africa, amen, one trip, and we stopped in Brussels. Amen, there was a man standing at the, uh, uh, at the, at the, 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 the train, you know, use a lot of train over there, train track, you know, nice sub trains. Holy Spirit said, go and join yourself to him. Lay hands upon him and tell him to return to his wife in England in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for he's a believer. I walked over to the man. I said, sir, uh, uh, excuse me. I said, I just want to uh, 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 just respect what the Holy Spirit has told me. And, and, and God told me to come over and to pray over you. Uh, I said to him, uh, I said, are you a believer? He said, yes, I am. He said, I believe in the great prophet in the last stage, Brother William Miriam Branham. I said, well, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you had some big fight with your wife. You left England. You were coming over here to reside in Brussels. Your home was about to be split up. But God told me to lay my hands upon you and to send you back to your wife. And there'll be restoration in your marriage in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't tell me the spirit of the sermon is not back in the church. God did it for him. He said, sir, I know that's the Lord Jesus. Amen. I know that's the Lord prayed over that man. Amen. He took the next flight back out to England today. Hallelujah. Restore his family in Jesus' name. God can do it for you. He's able to restore marriages. You believe that? The spirit of restoration is upon my life. Whatever I touch, God will restore it. You believe it? Hallelujah. Blessed be the name. I don't say it on my own. That's all praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It was so ironic because the brother that was with me, he wasn't even a believer. His eyes bogged right open like that. And he said, how in the world did you know all of that? I said, I don't even know what I said. He said, you told our man everything about his life and the man agreed to it. Amen. And I saw on his, on his passport, he had a British passport and I know it was the truth. God is able to do it. God is able to do it. You believe it? A great brother, a very prominent brother in this message. You're pulling, you see. You're pulling that direction. You're pulling it right out of me. Amen. I was in a meeting out in uh, Edmonton. The Holy Spirit was moving in a supernatural way. Very prominent brother. The first time I ever meet him in my life. But I knew him by name. He was from Germany. A very powerful brother there. Done great work for the ministry. I stood right behind him as we were standing in line after the service. The convention there for a bite. And the Spirit of the Lord said to me, lay your hands upon him quietly and rebuke that heart attack that's come upon him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. About that time, right when I'm going to lay my hands on him, he fell backwards into my arm. And an heart attack started coming upon him. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuked that spirit of heart attack upon him. He laid there about a minute in my arm, turned back up and looked around. And he said, brother, I don't know what happened to me, but I felt like I passed beyond this world to another dimension. And I felt a hand lay on me and caught me back. You can call back life into somebody. Instantly heal him of that heart attack. You believe it? Amen. I know you're believers. 
Amen. Oh, God, help us this morning. I will restore the book of Acts in Luke chapter 10 and verses 19. The Bible says, Behold, I give unto you, everybody said, power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing by shall by any mean hurt you. What's hurting you right now? Step on it. What's hurting you right now? Step on it. Step on it in the name of Jesus. What's troubling you? Step on it. The Holy Ghost wants you to step on the serpent in Jesus' name. You believe it? What happened in the early church must repeat in the last day church. Churches, you believe it? God does not divide history up into some neat little uh, segments where he act one way in, in one generation and totally different way in another, my friends. If so, then God is not God. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, Hebrews 13, H. However, he never changes. He remains the same. People today need to discover once again that we have an unchangeable God and an unchangeable kingdom. You believe that? We have an unchanging God and an unchanging kingdom. God never changed. The kingdom we're going to never change is for you. He said, I'll go to my father. I'll prepare a place for you. In my father's house are many mansions. You are not so, would not have told you. But I go and prepare a place for you. We have an unchangeable kingdom. We have an unchangeable God. You believe it? I'm believing for Brother Bill. I send the word out. Bow your heads in the name of Jesus. Father God, while the anointing is upon me, Lord Jesus, I send the word out to Brother Bill, your servant. You see him in the hospital right now. I pray that you'll raise him up in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that spirit of sickness upon him. Devil, you've got to go in Jesus' name. May your healing power, Jesus, touch him, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. You believe that? We need once again to discover the power of Pentecost. Listen, here I am, 1960, July the 12th, when the Pentecostal power leave the Pentecostal church, I'll go with it. Come on, church. When the Pentecostal power leaves this church, I'm going with it. You need to be contending for Pentecostal power in your lives. Forget about what people say about you. Why are you so bothered about what folks say about you? Come on, church. Seriously, I don't care a hill of beans what anybody say about me. If I did, I wouldn't be here today. They call me a devil. They call me an angel. They call me this. They call me every name there is in a book, and it never fazed me one bit. You know why? Because my hope is in the Lord. From this time forth and evermore, my hope is in the Lord. You got to have thick skin to be a Christian. You can't just be a baby. You've got to have thick skin. Shake it off. I say shake it off. You believe it? Yes, too much emphasis is placed on the theory of our message and not on the power of it. You believe that? 
Amen. Listen, let me just close. Amen. It is the rising of the sun. Not even 60 March 18 in the morning service. We have put too much stress on the mechanics. Nothing on the dynamics. It needs the dynamic power of God. The resurrection power of Jesus Christ upon the church to manifest and to bring it to pass that this is gasoline. This message is gasoline. All it needs is dynamics to make it live. Come on, church. Anybody say gasoline. We need gasoline. You need to strike your faith, amen, into gasoline and watch something happen. Scratch a match of your faith and light up, amen, your life in Jesus' name. You believe it? We need to, again, become a Pentecostal church. And I'm not speaking of, about denomination. I'm talking about the book of Acts 2. Hallelujah. The book of Acts 2 church. Not the book of Acts 1. The book of Acts 2 church. What church do you go to? The church of the book of Acts 2. Oh, I go to the first church of the Frigidaire. The second church of the Freezer. The third church of the ice cube. Come on, church. But which church do you go to? I go to the second church at the book of Acts. Where Holy Ghost fire is. You believe it? Let's stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost power is in this church. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Look what you did to me. I only moved two pages. Hallelujah. Jesus loved me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little one to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. You believe that? Do you appreciate him this morning? Do you love him? I trust you don't take me in any way arrogantly when I talk about being locked in with the Lord. But you see, I love it. I love it. Hallelujah. You brothers, I appreciate your kindness and you want me to go with you for lunch and for all these things. But you see, I would rather pray for you. Amen. Amen. Just let me be what I'm kind of weird, you know. I always have. See, back in the 80s, I wear white jeans. That's kind of weird, you know. My, my, my wife, she still laughs at me. She's watching me right now in Louisiana. Amen. Hugging and kissing on my grandkids. Amen. White jeans and what kind of shoes do you see? I was always weird. But God loves weird people, you know. I never fit in right. Just never fit in right. When I tried to fit in, I was just always different. It didn't fit me right when I tried to wear it. So I just had to take it off and just be myself. God said, you weirdo, little skinny rascal. I want you. I said, thank you, Lord. You better watch it, devil. You better watch out, devil. Don't come down here on me. Somebody better kill that thing before Wednesday night. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good all the time. You see that wasp in there buzzing around? Jesus loved me. Let's sing it together. All the little kids. Is the baby sleeping? Amen. Yes, Jesus loved me. The Bible tells me so. You appreciate the Holy Spirit this morning? Are you glad you came to church? Amen. I just want to tell you I love you with the love of God. May the Holy Spirit breathe over your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, friends, if God did not have these gifts 
in the church in the last day to bless and encourage and bring restoration to his people, where will we be? If we're not supposed to have this then in the church, then we're all people more miserable. Come on, church. We're just churching. We're not doing anything. That's about the problem. People are just churching. Well, let's have church. Let's have church in the name of Jesus. Let's sing it. Jesus loves me. approval you need hallelujah the little boy seven years of age I stumbled into the wooden little wooden tabernacle just something about God that drew me I walked in there where there was no service going on at the old wooden benches something just drew me up to the altar I went up there and I said God just a little kid but I know that there's something real I could feel that there's an old box guitar sitting up there when I picked it up sat in that wooden pew I strummed it I began to play never played guitar in my whole life playing playing that was Playing, I just began to sing in the Holy Ghost, sing in the Spirit. There came such a light of God's presence that just encumbered me all around me, just encircled my life. It was that moment God filled me with the Holy Ghost. I'll never forget it. There was a brother who was coming in. He said, I heard the most beautiful chords on the guitar and singing I've ever heard in my life and I want to see who it was and he said I came up there and I saw it was you God is able to touch you 
You have a desire and God is able to fill you. Young people, you are not too young for God to fill and to use. And if some of you are struggling with sicknesses and different things, it's only because God has got his hands upon your life. If Satan is tormenting you, if Satan is always putting sicknesses on you, or something, it's because he's afraid of you. You're a threat to hell. You remember that. There's something special in your life that God wants to use. God can fill you, friends. I tell that as a testimony to God. God can fill you. Give vent to the Holy Spirit. Say, Lord, fill me, Lord. I don't have to wait until I'm 30, 40, 50, 60 that I can serve you. Fill me as a young person. Fill me as a mom, as a dad. Whatever age you are, fill me with the Holy Spirit. That's what we need in the church. Young people filled with the Holy Ghost. All ages filled with the Holy Spirit. You say, oh, my daughter can't sleep at night. My son can't sleep at night. Dear Tom, what they need is the Holy Ghost. Why aren't you praying the Holy Ghost? on their life. Oh, when I got to take them to some specialist, that's fine. I agree with that. I go to specialists. I like specialists. I support doctors. I'm 100%, 110% behind you. But why don't you take them to Jesus? I said, oh, Jesus, fill them with the Holy Ghost, Lord. Fill them with the Holy Spirit. Have you stopped to bring Jesus on the scene? Have you stopped to say, take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there? You can rise up and be healed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I was preaching over next, uh, I think, Kenya, on the border of Kenya and Uganda. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon me. I didn't know there was all kinds of leopards, all kinds of spirits back there in that meeting. And suddenly the Spirit of the Lord came upon me. And I began to sing, rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. How many knows that old song? Rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. As I began to sing that, there was such a melody that went across that audience of over 2,000 people. People began to rise out of their crutches and wheelchairs and all kinds of sickness just because of the presence of Jesus Christ. I say to you this morning, rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. God can do it. Do you believe it? God is able to do it in Jesus' name. I believe it. I believe it, friends. I love you with the love of God. Those of you online, shalom to you. God bless you. Tune back in Wednesday evening at 7. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, just don't know how to even close this service off, Lord. Such a 